God bless you. My name is Pastor Mark Hemus, pastor of Hales Owen Apostolic Church here in the UK. I'm so pleased you can join us for this week's sermon. I pray it's a blessing as you implement it into your life. Before we begin, there is a small gift of some exclusive teaching for you if you click the link at the bottom of the screen. Make sure you don't miss out. It will also alert you as new content becomes available. One more thing, if you're blessed by the teaching or if you know someone that needs this teaching, please send it on to them. Iron sharpens iron. Don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed the content. Let's get straight into the word. God bless you. Father, we just pray for Kevin. Thank you, Lord, for his willingness, Lord, to just to speak your word. And Father, we ask you to fill him with your Holy Spirit, Lord, and let, let rivers of living water flow from his insides, Father, out of him as you bless him, Lord, to be a blessing for us. God, I know he's got the words from you, so let him deliver in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus amen. Good morning all. Thank you again for this opportunity. Pondering along on what to what to write the sermon on. It's something that we all take for granted, but it is how does God work in our lives, in your life? And as I said, we all take it for granted that when we go through troubled times, that he doesn't. Well, let's have a look. Some people have a deep understanding of what God has done in their life. Maybe they have felt God has given them all they could possibly want and more. Or maybe they've experienced God answering their prayers. Others, they can't point to miracles, medical, sorry, others can point to miracles, medical or otherwise, to show how God has worked in their life. But most people, however, they can point to specific, they can't point to specific situations when God stepped in and worked in their own life. But that doesn't mean God hasn't been there doing so behind the scenes. He's in our lives every single day, Amen. if we want him to be. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we need to take a step back, look at the big picture of our lives, in order to see God's hand in it. Rest assured, God is in control. He has guided your entire life so far, from the little everyday tasks to the life-changing events. So, let's take a moment to reflect on your life and the different paths it has led you down and try to see how God was with you and walked with you the whole way. God, he works through others in our lives. Sometimes we don't give enough credit to God who uses others, who uses other people in our lives. 
to accomplish this will. Most of us here today have all been brought here by Mark, Linda, or friends, family. I myself have been saved seven years. Nobody told me about the church and about God before then. So that's why I went called. God often uses family and friends to guide us, to strengthen us, and to encourage us. And that's why we have our fellowship to help one another, to grow one another in our tough times and in our good times. Have you ever had a family member or friend offer to help you out, maybe financially, or maybe taking care of you when you're ill, or just when you're down, when you needed someone most, or for food, for clothing, or God was using that person or the people to reach you? I remember um, a few years back when me and my wife were going through difficult times and, um, and my wife got down and prayed for help and she didn't know where to turn so, but she did, she got down on her hands and knees and prayed for help, for someone to help. Mark picked up the phone and she hadn't seen Mark for a long time or spoken to Mark for a long time. And Mark's words were, Louise, how can I help you? <laughs> now, how did that happen? That was God working through others to get to us and to get to me. So we thank Mark for that, and we, thought, we give God the thanks. Okay, in Hebrews 1.14 it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? And of course, we were also sent Jesus Christ to help us, to guide us, to be with us every step of the way. On our own terms, every little step we take, we can be with God or without God. That's entirely down to us. God also works through us, through the church. We can't begin to understand the mind of God, but we can learn a lot about him through his word. We know his word is the Bible. God uses his word and those who share it with others to work in your life. The church is there to provide access to God's word and to help you to understand it. That's why our pastor goes on so much about coming to Bible study, having fellowship, going to church, speaking with one another and other fellow Christians. But it also gives us godly guidance and advice just listen to the solid advice you get from the fellow Christians and the spiritual leaders of our church. They are the voice of God speaking to you in order to see God continuing to work in your life. So go to church, study the Bible, pray, actively look for what God is saying to you and how he wants you 
to turn your life around. Not only that, but he promises to guide you the whole way. So the next part then, God, he's working with you. Oh, sorry, keep ahead. God works with the church in Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the <coughs> Lord. When believers are forbearing, forgiving and loving towards one another, <clears throat> when peace reigns among God's people, then the church is futile soil, for, he blesses, for his blessings produced by the word of God. In Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 11, 12, he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I'm up here this morning, but just a few years back, I've never have done this. So God is using me to work through me, share this with you guys. Amen. So God can work and will work in our lives. God is with us. And he's with you during your challenges. No one likes to face challenges. But God uses even the tough times to work in our own lives. The poem, Footprint, Footprints in the Sand, is a great example of this. In the story, a man is walking along the beach with the Lord, and the scenes from his life flash by him, both the good times and the bad times. And at the end of his life, as the man looked back, he saw footprints in the sand along, along, path, along the path he walked. He saw most of the time there were two sets of prints. One belonged to him, the other belonged to God. He also noticed that in the darkest times of his life, the most difficult challenging times, there was only one set of footprints. The man, well, he was troubled by this. And he asked God why. Why, Lord, where, when I was going through the biggest struggles, you left me. God answered, my son or my daughter, I love you. I would never leave you, forsake you during your time of suffering. So when you could see only one set of footprints, it was then I carried you. So God is there with us. When we're up on that mountain, and when we're down in that valley, he's there with us all the time. And church, we can't forget that. We can't forget that at any time. We don't often see it, but God does indeed. He works in your life, through trouble and the hardship. And yes, sometimes he uses these times to help us grow, or to benefit those around us. 
He might at times use challenges to stop us from doing something harmful or to motivate us to do what is right. Then sometimes he just allows trouble and testing times to enter our lives to bring us closer to him. Remember this, the next time you are facing a difficult day, God is with you all and will see you through it. In James 1, 2-3, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And I also read the study version of this as well. In this epistle, in this letter, on Christian living, James opens with the most crucial topic, the trials of life. These, these verses describe the variation testing, whether from the word, the world and Satan, or from God, into which all God, godly Christians fall. These negative experiences are to be accepted with great joy, not for the sake of the trial itself, but because of the positive work God can accomplish through the testing. If this were true, sorry, I'm, I'm missing that bit. It is not merely one's presence in such trials, but one's victory over them, that being spiritual growth and maturity. Those Christians whom God can use the most are those who God has bruised the most. I'll give you a little bit of my own testimony. A few years ago, I tried to take my own life. I devastated them now to a lot of my family and friends. And to me, that was a dark time. And I thought, that's it, I want to go. God had another plan. It wasn't my plan, it was God's plan. Mark, uh, when I was on the road to recovery and get, getting better, through family, friends, through my church, Mark said, oh, you want, are you going to be a pastor? And I said, nah. Then again, here I am again, standing up here, preaching to you guys, because God wants me to do this. So we have to listen to what God is saying to us. In uh, Psalm 46.10, it says, be still, know that I am God. No matter what you're going through, God is there with us. He's there for us. If we want to work with him, then we can. If we don't, then we won't. But if you don't do something about something, you'll stay exactly where you are. Amen. You can't move forward. God also works through you. He works in your life through the things you say and you do. And part of being a Christian is sharing God's love with others. If you have known God's love and guidance through your own life, you need to share that with others. And we, all of us can, can uh, relate to that in one way or another. Because we've all been on an Alpha course, or the Truth Revealed course. We can share our experiences, good and bad, with, it, with everybody. We can share our football results every day with everybody else. And how well Everton are doing. But, <laughs> but we were... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but then we all struggle when it comes to God. Mm -hmm. 
if you have a loved one who is experiencing some difficulty or has made some bad decisions, talk to them. Offer your godly advice and if you see something, someone in need, you can help but do something about it. That source of encouragement and love that the world so dis desperately needs. And know that as you work to put God first and live in a sober life of renewal, that God is using you to work in other people's lives as well. Galatians 2.20, he says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. There is all us saved Christians. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So you see, God is always and always will be working in your life, in all our lives. It's down to us to want to work with him and for him, to grow us into who he wants us to be. You are all called to do the work. It was no mistake. He chose us. He looks at the people. They look at us for who we are. God, he looks at the heart. And he knows what's there. He knows he can work with all of us. He uses us how we are and where we are. Amen. And one step at a time, we will learn. We will grow in his plans for our lives. So we stand to us on what we want to do. And how, how, we, want to, how we want to grow in his church. Philippians 2, 12, 13. Wherefore, my beloved, as we have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and with trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So church, as I say, it is down to all of us, all of us here to work to want to know God even more. We can do it step by step, or we can go in wholeheartedly. But God will work with all of us, one step at a time, and build us and grow us to the people that he wants us to be. And then we can grow our church. Thank you. Praise God. It just shows you, doesn't it, what God can do with people. You know, Kevin uh, will, will rightly tell you that, you know, that he would have never, ever have stood anywhere and, and done anything. And I think his wife will, will tell you that. He's a nice enough chap. He's good, really friendly. Um, but no, he uh, would have never, never guessed that Kevin would want to teach and, and preach and witness and and do these things and you know when Kevin won't mind me saying you know he wasn't the best educated person in the in the world <laughs> and his wife is nodding furiously <laughs> which, is, which is not not <laughs> condemnation if she was only agreeing she was only agreeing and yet <coughs> look what God can do doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what you are 
doesn't matter how rich or poor, doesn't matter whether you're mighty or not. Do you know God does not call the mighty? He doesn't call them rich. And he doesn't call the wise of this world. But he calls the foolish things of this world. It was the first time in my life I loved being called a fool. Because it's the greatest thing that's happened to me. It has given me my hope for my future. Amen. It has given me compassion on my fellow human being. It has allowed me to forgive no matter how many times these wonderful creatures of God called human beings let you down. And that's when you know that you have that Holy Spirit inside you. And knowing that you're willing to do whatever God asks you to do. People, you know, say, you know, well, Mark, you know, you must have really enjoyed yourself going abroad all those years. And I said it was one of the most greatest experiences. You, I, I can't explain to you how wonderful it was. But I always remember from the very beginning going, going to our first missions trip with Pastor Louis from Coventry. And I always remember us exclaiming on our first missions trip and we were seeing lots of people receive the Holy Ghost and baptising people in rivers and in the sea. Um, you know, I, can, I remember going from one service back to the hotel room and, and, and this is two grown men going, we're just like the apostles. This is what it must have been like. This is, you know, this is incredible. You know, and, and that. But of course, you know, we had to repent because, you know, because we didn't think it was us. Because it was really exciting. Um, you know, but of course, it went incredibly greater than that, you know. And I say to people like Kevin, Kevin, don't ever limit yourself. Because we serve a limitless God. He will teach us. You know, and, and that, that wonderful sermon there, there were so many, so many things I heard there, but I had to say, Amen. Because that's God speaking to us all. Yet again, it is, it is that rallying cry of God to all of us. Come on. Get up. Come on. You want to live your life and to be blessed? Even the, even the, even the, the, the mini sermon on the offering. You know, we don't get anything by doing nothing. Amen. Told you the preacher was there by doing nothing and that's so important you know and, it's, it's, and having this time of communion to have a look at ourselves you know we've got too many things of priority in our lives that put God second you know and I, that's why I opened up you know, I, you know I felt guilty having four days off um, you know and it's incredibly hard to witness the people that don't want to come anywhere near you and it's not because I'm a Christian it's because of that COVID-19 um, and you could see people sort of like got any close, anywhere near close to them that people would move away. So I'm thankful to the Lord for Kevin. I'm really thankful for his loyalty. I'm, I'm thankful for, you know, just being willing. He's, he's, he's incredibly willing to do anything you ask him. He, I've never once ever heard Kevin say to me, no. <laughs> Incredible, no matter what I ask him to do. You know, he, he just... <laughs> Yes, well, you're his wife. 
You're his wife. I, 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 say, I say no to a lot, of, a lot of things my wife says, but that's not because I don't love her. It's because I know it's not sensible. Hallelujah. I always take, yes, you, it, it, it's great. You know, I've got a, you shouldn't say that. You know, I said, well, I always take every woman back to Eve. Hallelujah. Enough said. Yes, yes, I can see the women now. Oh, look at this. Male chauvinist pig. No, it's God's fact. Woman persuaded. Hallelujah. I think Andrea needs praying for again. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can see uh, after a wonderful spiritual time that we've had. Isn't it incredible? I love God. Isn't it, isn't it amazing how the flesh rises very quickly? Hallelujah. We need to get the spiritual rising just like that. Amen. 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 Don't forget everyone. That God has an amazing life for each of us. We've not seen it yet. I'm 65, you know, and I've been ministering ever since I got saved. You know, people say, you know, you go through seminaries. Do you know, I got saved on December the 8th, and by Feb mid-February, I was teaching Bible study. Never been to church, never been taught anything. Don't tell me God's not the God of the impossible. Straight away. And, you know, I'll, give it, I'll just give a little testimony about that because what did I know? Very little. I knew I was saved, though. That was the first thing that I did. But when I gave Bible study, this chap gave me a... My mentor, this chap, my mentor gave me a 12-week Bible study. You might have heard me say this. Um, that 12-week Bible study went on for 18 months. And every week, the, I had 12 people come to my first Bible study. So how did I get them to do that? I just told them little bits about me being safe. This is real. Bang, bang, bang. This is real. God's real. I don't care what you say. You need to come and listen. And we did that. And it took me 18 months because every week they would ask questions. And I knew nothing. So I had to study like some crazy person and ring up America and everywhere else to get, you know, what, how do I answer this, the dinosaurs, you know, and all stuff like this, like, you know. So they sent me this stuff, books on creation and evolution, and I'd be studying. I, I've read that many books. It's unbelievable. But the most important thing is I learned to trust God. And that to me was the most incredible thing. Not me. I didn't want to trust me anymore because I knew how much I failed. So Kevin, thank you. That was a, a great sermon. Um, you know, and we, we need to listen to that again. And I know that I'm going on again, Kevin. Uh, but please, I have to. You know, go and listen to some of these sermons revitalize yourself that's what it's there for um, it's so important that we continue to learn shall we do our last worship song thank you <laughs>